It's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400 and follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. Well, good evening, everyone. Yes, it is that time for USC Trojan Talk, brought to us all by Terrible Herps and Coors Light. We want to also mention you, all of you in the Inland Empire, Saturday morning on AM 1490. Good morning to you, year-round, from 11 to 12. That USC Trojan Talk is on the air. Our first segment is brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. The general manager and himself or the quarterback at Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, that Jim Chasen says, give me a call yourself and we'll make us win. Call Jim at 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000 for Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Well, it only seems fitting to have our Ironman from Southern California on here for our final May show of the month, and uh, that's, of course, uh, Chuck Hayes. Chuck? Good evening to you, my friend. Well, Coach, thanks so much for having me. And, Coach, do you realize that we are preparing for season number 32 together, talking about USC football? It was back in 1991, and Larry Smith was uh, in a make-or-break uh, type season, uh, getting ready for uh, the Trojans uh, to come to battle and uh, we were getting started with our insights and coverage of that. And uh, we've gone through a few coaches, and uh, now we have Lincoln Riley, and it's been announced that Saturday, September 3rd, we know where the whole world's going to be, and that's going to be for Rice. The Rice University Owls are going to be playing the USC Trojans in Memorial Coliseum at 3 p.m. Pacific. So get your sunscreen Get your uh, hydration working, get your walking in, and get yourself to the Coliseum as uh, the Rice Owls come in. And, Coach, you know, Rice is still in Conference USA. They're waiting to go to the uh, American Conference, and their head coach is Mike Bloomgren. Mike Bloomgren used to be the offensive coordinator at Stanford, and the uh, Rice Owls offensive coordinator is Marcus Tui Asasopo, so a gentleman that uh, played at Washington, coached at Cal, coached at UCLA, coached at USC, uh, will be opening the season for Rice when they come to meet Lincoln Riley. And uh, I'll tell you what, the people that are going to make the most amount of money, and I'm not sure if they're selling them this year, but uh, program sales should be up in Memorial Coliseum on Saturday, September 3rd. Well, Chuck, I hope the team is as ready as you are for the 2023-2022 football season, hoping that it goes to 2023 if they go to the Rose Bowl or whatever. But you certainly are ready to play. It's been a long time since we've had you on for an entire hour. You do a lot of shows with me on a lot of different stations and so on, but it's your show tonight, and you certainly deserve the opportunity to express yourself, and I'm going to let you do that by asking you, first of all, well, we've had a different type of year this year at USC as far as regarding Trojan football. We've had uh, two head coaches. 
We've had now uh, a spring practice. We've had that not only a recruiting year, we've had the portal. We've had spring practice, uh, a different type of spring game. We've got another portal recruiting going on now. We've got high school recruiting going on now. We've got camps, camps coming at USC for six weeks. Uh, football just does not seem to go away at USC. So let me ask you, since Lincoln Riley has been hired, let's start with each phase of it. Your opinion, first of all, on what he's done there as far as selecting a staff to his first recruiting year, then we'll move to the portal, then we'll move to spring uh, practice, the spring game. We'll do the whole thing, so we've got to get moving, so we might as well start with that. Lincoln Riley has just been named the head football coach at USC. Chuck Hayes, your thoughts? Well, Coach, it's an interesting hire, and the Oklahoma Sooners is one of the premier jobs in college football, so... It's almost as if, and uh, we're going to use a parlance that we uh, we talk about uh, in regards to uh, some NFL, and that uh, USC went in and snatched Oklahoma's chain. We we saw that happen in an NFL game where a wide receiver was wearing a nice necklace, and Akib Talib uh, went in and just took that right off of him uh, on the field, and that's really what happened. Uh, USC came in there. They made the move. Uh, they made it look seamless. They turned it around. And the next thing you know, he's on the roof of the 1923 club uh, wearing cardinal and gold, not, uh, not the maroon of Oklahoma, and uh, with a big task ahead of him. And I think one of the things that I like about Coach Riley is that he has an inner calm. And uh, you know him better than I. You sat with him and his family. And he just has a sense of... Uh, of control. Uh, I noted in the spring game that he did not have a big play card, a Denny's menu, if you will, that he had a small paper card, whatever he used to uh, call his plays on, that he had that demeanor. And I think he put the staff together. And again, uh, the jury's still out. He's 0-0, undefeated, untied, unscored upon. But the moves that he has made, and he was very public in saying that he was going to turn the roster around and continue to do so. So I just wanted to get from your uh, insight whether or not you felt that that calming influence uh, of having been there uh, transferred from Oklahoma to USC. Well, I think there's a moment, Chuck, that you say, I wonder if I should have stayed where I was. I made some coaching changes in, uh, in my life, and when I went to the new position, I said, oh, my gosh, goodness, it's, it's worse than I thought it was going to be, or maybe I left something I should have stayed at. I wonder if it's too late to go back. I'm going to ask you and reverse it right back to you. Since you asked the questions, you obviously have a feeling on that. When he was first arriving here in the morning, like at 6 a.m., and looked at the program and walked around and watched practice before their final game of the year against Cal, what do you think his thoughts were? you think his thoughts might have been, uh-oh, I may have made a mistake, or was it, here we go, buddy, it's time to get after it. They've got it all here at the Trojans. Well, I think the one of the things when you walk on campus at USC and you come into L.A. and he flew into Burbank, came off the red carpet, and uh, was able to uh, really kind of soak it in. Remember now, he's recruited out here for a long time. It's not like he does not know Southern California. Oklahoma always has had a, uh, a presence in recruiting Southern California. 
So I think that's part of a comfort. If it was uh, back in the days of when uh, maybe he came from a program that didn't recruit this area, I think he would have felt a lot more trepidation. But I think it felt comfortable to him. And in regards to getting settled in, when you walk into USC, and I'll never forget the Chuck, first time. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I've lost you uh, as far as me being able to hear you. Okay, so Coach, what we're going to well, do I'll is take a break here. If you can great. hear me there on the air. This is a live show, so you can tell. We're going to take a break here on USC Trojan Talk, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. I want to welcome you all in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning from 11 to 12. Buckle up, and again, uh, Terribles and Coors Light, we again appreciate your sponsorship every Thursday night in Las Vegas. Fight on. We'll be right back. I'm R.V. Hyde. Introducing Terrible's Pump and Pour. Purchase any quantity of fuel at Terrible's locations, print the coupon at the pump, or bring the receipt into the store and redeem a free beverage right there on the spot. Visit TerribleHerbs.com for more free product list information. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shades. Where at? Well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com. For location information, that's Floyd99.com for location information. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. 
Terrible Herbs has been serving the Las Vegas Valley for 60 years. Everyone knows Terrible's is the place to go for a quick snack, a hot cup of coffee, or a cold drink. Terrible's is the perfect place for a fill-up, and with over 100 locations in the Las Vegas Valley, there's always a Terrible's near you. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Welcome back to USC Trojan Talk live in Las Vegas, Nevada. We want to thank Terrible Herps and Coors Life for the sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk. And in the Inland Empire, good morning. Buckle up right along with us here on AM 1490 year-round. Chuck Hayes is with us. Chuck, I apologize. We have a little, uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficult there, a difficulty. So I had uh, could take a, a break because if I'm not getting uh, the calls from the press box from you, the plays aren't going to be called from the field. But Chuck, let's continue with our conversation. I'll get back into what we were thinking about and talking about. And I'll finish up with this topic because there's so much to talk about. But the reason I brought that up, the topic of was, is he happy? Did he think he made the right choice immediately when he got here? It was because he mentioned several times that I'm just a country boy. I come from a place where there was just a two-lane road to Southern California where it's a lot different. Even though he recruited here, how many times in your life have you said, I like visiting there, but I don't want to live there? Your thoughts? You know, it's interesting when you say that because – Again, if someone has won 55 games and lost 10 and wants to go further, that would be something that would be a goal of mine and, and, and try to take that step. Uh, it wasn't a move into the National Football League. It was a move in college football. It's from a conference, uh, the Big 12, uh, now going into the SEC, and he wanted to go to the Pac-12 and be on the West Coast. So I think the comfort came, and you mentioned him being on campus with his uh, hand-picked staff, uh, watching USC prepare for Cal, and then seeing the um, repercussions of after the Cal game when uh, Jackson Dart was hurt, Keaton Slovis was hurt, Miller Moss ended up playing. I think in the back of his mind he knew that if he came west and with NIL that Caleb Williams would be a resource and I think that probably, when, when, when Caleb Williams announced that he was coming to USC, remember there was a long courtship, that that was really what sealed the deal in regards to his calmness and ability to roll up his sleeves and go to work. Because I don't think until you have your number one draft pick, and really you have to look at it from that way, from a free agency standpoint, that that's what really pushed this thing over the top. Chuck, when do you think he decided he had to have a complete roster change? Not a complete roster change, but almost. When do you think he thought uh, and his staff thought, we've got to go to the portal or we're not going to get it done here? Well, I think when you look at the staff that he put together, I think they know talent pretty well. They know the Pac-12, and they know what they had at Oklahoma. And, Coach, I think we learned this from Coach Ralston when we used to sit with John Ralston, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and a gentleman that had been the head man at Stanford. He talked about building his program piece by piece based upon what he knew he was competing against. And I think that's how he went about it. And I imagine that 
you know, after having recruited the classes he did at Oklahoma, and then evaluate that with what was in-house at USC, uh, put it up on the board, and, and you've had those dialogues. I sat in meetings with you where you talked about recruiting players and whether or not that player should be recruited or not recruited. Well, the same thing happened in regards to the roster. When we did this at Long Beach, you didn't have the ability to basically run players off. You just had the ability to go out and get better and look at it as a one- or two-year plan. I think this is different now. I think now, with the way the COVID uh, protocols went and the extra years of eligibility and scholarships being opened up, that it was a lot easier to be a personnel-type guy in regards to rebuilding the roster. And I think that's the way he went about it. That's the way I would have gone about it. I, would, I know if I had that kind of success, I want to match up and say, is, he, is that left tackle as good as the guy that we went out and got and won 55 games with at Oklahoma? I think that's a good majoring stick, but you played against major colleges and you've won major games. You played against Texas and all of the other teams, plus Chuck. You played against Pac-12 teams, and it looks as though he sort of guard to the portal and used the Pac-12 as uh, a main recruiting uh, area for him. It's interesting, Coach. I, I would have never thought this would this would be the way it went down, but the pieces that he brought together is that you know he brought in Caleb Williams, and he brought in Mario Williams, and then he had a situation where. As he moved the, uh, the roster around, he had uh, Shane Lee come out of Alabama. He had Romelio Height come out of Auburn. And then within the conference, Travis Dye, which was a, a big move for him, uh, a veteran, a kid from Southern California that wanted to come home and, and finish his career. And then, of course, going around and, uh, and having a chance to bring in a receiver by them from Washington and having a chance to... Uh, go get uh, Brennan Rice from Colorado. It's just the numbers and the ability to keep track of this is amazing. I, you know, part of the interesting part of this is that when you bring these players in, you know they're going to be competing. It's almost as if it's a, a, a combine situation, but you got them on campus. From your standpoint, you've always said, and you, you probably turn more rosters over in junior college than most four-year guys have. Wasn't that how you went after it? Isn't that how you, you were able to take your players at PCC, know what you had, know what you were going to lose, and find the plug-and-play to be able to make them go better? And you went back to the same places. We did, and we had to do that every year, Chuck, because we had a sophomore class that left every year no matter what. So we did a lot of gray shirting, and we also did uh, you know, uh, red shirting along with that to get a lot of experience for our players and make them a year older. And uh, we were able to develop these kid, kids academically at the same time as well as physically, and they had an opportunity to go on to college. And that's my point. As far as uh, a part of my point was he knew these players because he probably recruited these players and he knew how to evaluate them out of high school and he watched them play just most recently. They got Gentry out of Arizona State. They're, They're looking to get maybe a defensive tackle out of Arizona State. They just announced a linebacker out of Utah. When you count this up, uh, there's out of the Pac-12, 
there's six or seven players from the Pac-12 that have transferred to USC, some having the opportunity of going there out of high school, turning that down, and now coming back, I don't want to say home, but coming to play for USC, along with others who have followed Caleb Williams, and it's sort of a momentum change, like Lee from Alabama and the Auburn kid, where the momentum of this is starting to gain a lot of popularity, and I think the spring game brought them a national exposure as far as their spring game and the way they played in the spring game. And in Southern California, where they want to do most of their recruiting, I think there's been a lot of momentum change. And there had and UCLA on the other side of town has been very quiet of what's going on. Coach, it's interesting when you mention that because I have the opportunity uh, in my commute to really scan the dial and listen to a lot of national college football talk. And the number one thing that is on the agenda is how aggressive USC is and the fact that they're saying that USC is back in the conversation. And um, when you see the transfer rankings, they see SC is one, Ole Miss two, LSU three, Oklahoma four, Alabama five, Nebraska six, Carolina seven, Texas eight, UCLA nine, and TCU 10, when you really, like you mentioned, you know, here's UCLA, of all the schools and programs in Division One, they're the ninth most active portal school, but you hear nothing about that or the impact on how that program's going to be. You know, from a chemistry standpoint, and that's an interesting dynamic, and I don't know if it's overrated. I don't know if in the in the day that we live in now where, uh, you uh, probably would be better off, uh, and this is a Trojan tradition, and not have names on the back of the jerseys. Uh, this would be helpful for educating the fan base because you're not used to the name, the number, or the position, and you can be an expert. You can sit here and study it, and you don't realize that you're looking at a player you know, coming in from Ohio State, Bryson Shaw, you know, what his background is, or you're looking at another player that uh, comes in uh, from um, uh, San Jose State who's a defensive tackle, uh, Solomon Bird, excuse me, from, uh, from Wyoming, Solomon Bird, a, a defensive lineman. These are players that you've got to get to know. Why? They haven't had a spring. Everybody's going to know Jordan Addison because he's the number one Belitnikoff receiver, but you've not seen him in a USC uniform. So, the comforts of that, uh, a Jacob Covington, a corner out of UW uh, within conference, a Carson Tabarachi, a linebacker from Utah. Coach, it takes a lot of work. Eric Gentry from ASU. This is going to be one of those seasons that's going to be an eye-opener every week. Why? We haven't had a chance to watch spring ball on the practice field for a very long period of time. You get a certain time and then you're off. The game, we can go back and watch that over and over again. But this is going to be a completely new roster coming in, new offensive system, new personnel groups, new special teams groups. We haven't seen a depth chart. Remember, we used to kind of laugh about when was Clay Helton going to release his depth chart. You know, he would go right up to Pac-12 Media Day and you still wouldn't know what it was. Well, this is going to be even more fluid. 
You know, Chuck, when you talk, there's uh, excitement in your voice, and I get excited listening to it, and I get excited as far as you talking about the number of players that have come to USC. And I know the players will be excited about coming to USC. There's going to be great competition, uh, and I think it's almost like an all-star game. When you get a lot of players together, you want to prove something. And uh, these are experienced players. These are players who have been there. They know what it's all about. I think it's going to be exciting to see these players come together and try to prove that when they made their move, they did the right thing, they went to the right place, and they want to prove that to everybody. Coach, I guess the player I'm looking most forward to uh, inside, and I'm going to start focusing a little bit more on the offensive and defensive line as my evaluation goes on, because we know that SC has always had great skill players, and we saw Caleb Williams in the spring show that he had a connection with Mario Williams, and you know Miller Moss did his thing, but Bobby Haskins, the transfer offensive tackle from Virginia who was sidelined with a foot injury, is really going to be a key part of this offensive line, because when you look, and again, I look at this system, and I, I think back to Cliff Kingsbury, who came out of Texas Tech and now is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and what they do with Kyler Murray in the NFL. And Kyler Murray is more like Caleb Williams uh, than a Keaton Slovis-type player. Keaton Slovis could move a little bit, but you knew where you are going to find him in the pocket. This is going to be how this thing is evaluated. If they can keep Caleb Williams upright in a quick passing game and let these skill players make plays and put pressure on defenses for you know, getting into those seams and exploiting everybody. And then what happens with this large group of tight ends that they have? You know, that's another thing. You, you've got players and numbers that are over the top in regards to things, and you really wonder, uh, you know, how many reps will Austin Jones and Travis Dye share? along with uh, the, the other players that are there running the football. How many footballs are there to be able to you know, spread around before someone says, you know what, I don't like the number of reps I'm getting. I, I think I'm going to get out of here and, and how that goes. Because we've always talked about the great players that are there at USC. Now it's going to be under even a greater microscope. Chuck Hayes joins me. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to USC Trojan Talk. Chuck, now let's move a little bit uh, in a different direction, but not really. Now, you're a Trojan player that has remained at USC. What do you think their thoughts are with the popularity of all these players coming in and them not really getting much notice? They do get mentioned, but not as far as the publicity of all of the new arriving players. You know, Coach, it's interesting. Uh, there, you know, there used to be. I mean, remember, Keen Slovis was talked about as being a Heisman Trophy candidate. You had players like Corey Foreman, who was talked about as the next great player in, in college football, the number one defensive recruit out of Corona Centennial. Um, you have DBs that are there that are Pac-12 you know, sophomores of the year, third-team All-Americans. And, again, it's, it's just one of those situations where 
you're going to have to push it down. It's got to be a team-first mentality. I say that, but I also know that in the NIL era that Caleb Williams has a huge deal, and it's with Beats, and everybody knows about it, and all the players uh, have gotten uh, uh, complimentary um, uh, headphones from Caleb as a great teammate. And now Addison comes in from Pitt, the Blitnikoff winner, with a huge NIL deal. Some say it could be, you know, over millions of dollars. We don't know that. There's no documentation. It's just speculation. But if I'm a, a player and I'm playing that position and I look at him and I say, okay, yeah, he won the Bolitnikov, but I'm better than him, and I don't get the chance to go out and prove it because it's a pay-for-play situation for him, and I'm saying pay-for-play in the sense that that's going to come first in people's mind. 100 balls, 100 catches, big-time player. Well, if I'm the NFL and I go out and get a free agent and I bring him in to compete against um, Cooper Cup, let's say, and uh, he's got to get that opportunity to get his reps and he doesn't, what does that do for a team-first mentality? I'm not blaming Addison for it. That's just, that's just the way it is. But it's going, to, it's going to be difficult because if you're a competitor, you know, look at Brendan Rice, okay? He came in from Colorado. I think he expected to have his opportunity. Mario Williams has his opportunity. Gary Bryant has his opportunity. Uh, Kyle Ford uh, wants his opportunity. Where are, we, where are we going with this, you know, in regards to it? How do you, how do you relate to it? As a coach, how much hand-holding and babysitting do you do until you turn them loose? These are all part of the, of the equation. Uh, it's just an interesting dynamic. Uh, Kyron Hudson, receiver out of modern day. You know, Michael Jackson out of Vegas. John Jackson out of Southern California, the son of our great friend John, John Jackson uh, Jr. Uh, interesting times, Coach. Very interesting dynamics. Very interesting. I've had other coaches on, and I've talked with other people, and they feel that, oh, they'll all get along. That isn't such the case. It's just that when you're a great player and you've got to be a winner and you want to be a winner, you want your turn. We'll talk more with Chuck Hayes, too, uh, on USC Trojan, to talk about uh, what he saw this spring as far as at practice and on the field, especially the spring game, that he liked and maybe what he disliked. So we'll do that in a moment. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. We're talking uh, here on USC Trojan Talk live uh, in Las Vegas and also on Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning right along with us on 1490 in the Inland Empire. And again, Terrible Herps and uh, Coors Light, thank you for your year-round sponsorship for USC Trojan Talk in Las Vegas. So buckle up. Chuck and I will be right back. Introducing Terrible's Pump and Pour. Purchase any quantity of fuel at Terrible's locations, print the coupon at the pump, or bring the receipt into the store and redeem a free beverage right there on the spot. Visit TerribleHerbs.com for more free product list information. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. 
There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. This is Monster Jam! The official Monster Truck Series. Witness the world's best drivers competing in your favorite Monster Jam trucks, like Gravedigger, Megalodon, and more. Who's ready for more racing? Witness exciting head-to-head -head competition. Be part of the action. Let's hear it. Tickets on sale now. Coming to the Thomas & Mack Center, July 22nd through 24th. Brought to you by BKT Tires. Visit MonsterJam.com for details. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. Where at? Well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. NBA 2K23 Summer League is back for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams July 7th through the 17th at the Thomas & Mack Center and Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow. Take center stage and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Las Vegas. Adults, $40. Kids, $30. Reserve and VIP seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas & Mack box office, NBAevents.com or call 702-739-FANS. Ticketing fees Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Setabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Terrible Herbs has been serving the Las Vegas Valley for 60 years. Everyone knows Terrible's is the place to go for a quick snack, a hot cup of coffee, or a cold drink. Terrible's is the perfect place for a fill-up, and with over 100 locations in the Las Vegas Valley, there's always a Terrible near you. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk Live on a Thursday evening in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, Saturday morning, we're right along with us on AM 1490 year-round. Chuck Haynes joins us. And Chuck, before we took this... Uh, past break, I said, uh, let's uh, see what you saw 
in the spring, especially at the spring game, that you can relate to everyone out there. Maybe they saw it on television, maybe they were there in person, or maybe they didn't see it all. But how did you see it? That's what I want to know. How did you see the Trojans in the spring? Well, first thing, it was, I was greatly appreciative of not having to stay in the playpen um, when we were down at Howard Jones' Brian Kennedy Field. Uh, that was a surprise to the media the day that uh, practice opened, first time that Lincoln Riley took the field with his football team. And uh, the uh, staff member that is assigned uh, to run uh, the facility for him uh, uh, came over and said, you guys can go where you want, uh, just stay back off the sideline, and uh, you got 20 minutes or so to be able to uh, um, enjoy and see what it is that you're, you're looking at. And uh, that was a great freedom, and that, uh, and that uh, really started things off on the right foot. And that continued on in the course of, of you know, when they did open practice to the media. On uh, game day, spring football 2022, the highlight of the day, first of all, was going to the Coliseum with you and having a chance to get out and be in Memorial Coliseum because uh, other than the Rose Bowl, we love the Rose Bowl, uh, the Coliseum is such a special place. And, again, when I think back uh, to my memories in, in Memorial Coliseum, a lot of them have to do with one or two or three major games that we've attended together uh, to handpick them over 30-plus over years. So going to the Coliseum with you and sitting there and analyzing what was going on from a football standpoint, it wasn't a expo. It was not a uh, symposium. It was not a uh, day at the park. It was a football game. And it was a chance to see Williams and Moss run the show. And I think one of the things that I loved, I loved seeing Caleb Williams standing next to Lincoln Riley while Miller Moss was uh, going 15 for 20 for 169 yards and a touchdown. Because it showed to me that he was engaged in the process with the head football coach. And I love the fact that I'm sure – it's going to be Miller Moss standing there with Lincoln Riley uh, learning about what it is to make that offense go. Chuck, uh, as the uh, event started, they, uh, he said we're going to have a full-speed uh, spring game. In the past, uh, the spring games at USC have been more or less, uh, well, let's get it over with. That basically isn't what Lincoln Riley's philosophy is. He didn't want to waste a minute. I'm sure if they go to a bowl game, which we all hope they do, he'll use every one of those days, 15 days, to get better, to give his uh, players another spring practice, as they say, while the previous coach really didn't take those periods of time uh, to really what you say a championship level. Coach, I think one of the greatest uh, injustices that were done to the student-athletes at USC is after they lost in the Pac-12 championship game to Oregon on their home field, they chose not to play in a bowl game. And I think 
for what was going on in the in the country at the time when this was uh, happening, and to know that a program like Army, who their athletes are there on commission, they're not scholarship athletes, couldn't wait to have that opportunity to compete. And nothing but excuse after excuse after excuse was made about why USC, the University of Southern California, couldn't play in a bowl game. I thought that was the beginning of the end for Clay Helton in that administration and their program. And I think the fact that they never owned up to it and just kind of whitewashed it and showed that they were not ready to play in the 21 season, and that's what cost Clay Helton his job. Well, what really determined to me where there was a question mark at USC is when they went to the Holiday Bowl and played Wisconsin. And he made some changes on his staff. And he told his staff, that's a way, that's all right, just go ahead. We don't need you to coach. And he brought in some GAs and moved on some GAs to coach the team. And he didn't practice every single day of the allotted days. I think he used eight days of practicing down in San Diego on a, and on campus. And then lost that game to Wisconsin, a game they should have won. To me, that indicated what is going on. Yeah, I, I still think the the biggest misstep, and it was in the Holiday Bowl, and it was Wisconsin and not the Iowa game, was when Max Brown was the backup to Cody Kessler, and they were going to open on the road in Texas in uh, in Jerry World against Alabama, and Max Brown had not had any viable game experience when he did not play that fourth quarter in a meaningless bowl game. And I, and I say meaningless not to diminish the Holiday Bowl, a great bowl game. But USC was not gaining anything out of that. And as you mentioned, their staff was going through a change. That was a lack of judgment that I believe ended up costing them. And maybe that's just one piece of the puzzle against a great Alabama team. But it was just the fact that the next guy to step up, a guy that was a five-star Gatorade player of the year, never had that opportunity to develop, and then he was run out on a rail. Sam Darnold did a great job. They went to the Rose Bowl ultimately with, with Sam. But it was really tough to watch a kid who ended up going where? To Pitt, the same place that Keaton Slovis uh, went off to. And Keaton Slovis, uh, much the same way, very hyped uh, based upon his accomplishments. He beat out JT Daniels. And it's going to be interesting when you look around the country to know that that Keaton's at Pitt and JT Daniels is at West Virginia and Jackson Dart is at Ole Miss. And uh, now that Caleb Williams is is the Prince of Los Angeles. Chuck, let's move here quickly, and then we'll have to take a break. But let's move now to the future. We've talked about the current situation at the USC. We've briefly reviewed the past now we're going to move to what's going to happen. You look forward to this season, and when we started the show, you talked about Rice, who was coaching there, the anticipation of a large crowd, the whole package. Let's talk about this coming season. What do you look at, and what do you forecast, and what are the must as far as with this coming season that will satisfy not only the players, but Southern California, 
the nation as you see it, the media, the whole package. Well, again, opening with Rice is somewhat of an unknown team because of the fact that you don't see a lot of Rice football. You don't really know what they do or how they'll match up. But you do know in week two, USC goes to Palo Alto to play a 430 kick against their great rival. And, you know, again, from a standpoint of where you look at uh, their backgrounds, you have uh, a player now in Austin Jones from Bishop O'Dowd High School and uh, who, you know, who played at Stanford going back home. Um, he is going to be a guy that's going to be the leader that, that week. And I'm sure that, um, that uh, Coach Riley and Caleb Williams and the team are going to rally around him uh, and, and, and play. You know, this is one of those things. When I played in the high school where we drew players from all over the area, and I'm sure you had that experience in coaching at, at uh, Pasadena or, uh, or at UNLV when you would go on the road to play a team uh, let's say when Icky was there and you would play Fresno in Fresno, how did you use that as a motivator for your team? How did you prompt him up or did you not oversell that to, to get that momentum going, to, to really tap into that? Because this is a roster in transition. That, you know, the last loss that SC had against Stanford in the Coliseum is the one that cost Clay Helton his job. And so you go up there week two and then you come back week three and you play Saturday night in the Coliseum against Fresno State. And we all know, we were there, 92, Fresno State in the Freedom Bowl that took Larry Smith down, and that was a job, the loss that cost him his job. Jeff Tedford is back in, uh, in Fresno in the Valley, and they're going to bring the red wave down Highway 5 into Los Angeles for a Saturday night party in the Coliseum. And they came down last year with the same quarterback who's returning and beat UCLA in the Rose Bowl. So don't count Fresno State out. They are really well coached, and they love their game of football there in Fresno. Well, let's take this break now, and then when we come back, we can sort of summarize the rest of the season. Your thoughts on what would be a successful season as far as wins and losses, over and unders, and all of that after we take a break. So again, in the Inland Empire, we welcome you on Saturday morning, uh, listening on 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12. And in Las Vegas, uh, USC Trojan Talk is brought to you by Terribles and Coors Light. And if you need to rent a car or truck, no matter where you are, especially Las Vegas, why don't you try Budget Car and Truck Rental? Give them a call at 702-736-1212. Fight on, everyone. Chuck Hayes and myself, RBI. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Terrible Herbs has been serving the Las Vegas Valley for 60 years. Everyone knows Terrible's is the place to go for a quick snack, a hot cup of coffee, or a cold drink. Terrible's is the perfect place for a fill-up, and with over 100 locations in the Las Vegas Valley, there's always the Terrible's near you. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. 
There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business the rose bowl legacy foundation preserves protects and enhances the future of the rose bowl stadium as a national historic landmark america's stadium has hosted two olympic games with a third one coming in 2028 Two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. NBA 2K23 Summer League is back for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams July 7th through the 17th at the Thomas and Mack Center and Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow. Take center stage and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Las Vegas. Adults, $40. Kids, $30. Reserve and VIP seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas and Mack box office, NBAevents.com or call 702-739-FANS. Ticketing fees Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, this beautiful Thursday evening, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, good morning to you, listening on AM 1490 on your dial. Well, we're into what we call our two-minute drill. Chuck Hayes joins us. I'm Harvey Hyde. And also, all of you out there, we want to wish you a great weekend out there. Trojan football is not that far away. So let's find out what Chuck Hayes' uh, thoughts are. We have about two or three minutes, Chuck. What's your thoughts about this coming season as far as how will the Trojans do as far as your opinion? And I know it's a difficult thing to give that type of 
uh, thought right now. But uh, let's hear your feelings. Well, Coach, I'm going to just put it this way. Having been brought up to love USC football because of my interactions with the people there, and we're talking about the likes of uh, Ricky Bell, Mosi Tatupu, Paul McDonald, Brad Buddy, Anthony Munoz, Sam Cunningham, you learn excellence and you learn competitiveness and you learn teamwork. And that's what I want to see from this program. I want to see it on offense. I want to see it on defense. I want to see it on special teams. I want to see a lot of pride in, you know, putting on that Cardinal gold, Cardinal jersey and, uh, and, and take coming out of that tunnel and playing with a passion that it doesn't matter if you're the starter or you're the third teamer, or you're the, the you know the Heisman candidate, or the Belichick Award nominee. I want to see effort all the way across the board, and see a team play together with a passion. And I want that to lift the spirits of the fans that go there. That USC fans bust their tail all week long, and then they come to the Coliseum to celebrate as a family, and watch Traveler come out of the tunnel. I want to see everybody stand up like they should. I want to see them tone down the video board, and enhance the stadium experience based upon the tradition that is the USC marching band with traveler and excellence on the field. No more skits, no more fun and games, just going out there and competing for 60 minutes. Well, Chuck, you couldn't say it clearer. I know exactly what you're looking forward to. You're looking forward to a lot of the past, and a lot of the past brought to a lot of wins, a lot of pride, and uh, wearing that Trojan uniform uh, the proper way and the pride that you have being a Trojan. So, Chuck, again, how can I say how much we appreciate you to be with us here? You give us a lot of time. You're on my shows a lot. I uh, appreciate you and respect your feelings, and that's why we have you on the show. We want to thank all of you in the Inland Empire for buckling up and riding along with us on Saturday mornings from 11 to 12. We want to thank all of you uh, in uh, Las Vegas for buckling up and riding along with us here with USC Trojan Talk, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. Justin in the studios, we can't do it without you. You do it all as far as making it happen. And without you, our audience out there, hey, man, we don't uh, get it done either. So we want to wish all of you a great day, great evening. Buckle up. Fight on, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes saying, We hope your team wins. I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you.